time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 137, Overcome Fatigue and Worry, Steps to Nourish Your Mind. You know, we're constantly being disturbed and distracted without even knowing what's happening. You know, long before we become aware, we're heading south instead of going north where we intended to go. You know, we hear of solutions and quick fixes, but they really don't work. The reason is because we need to train our mind. And training our mind is not an outer skill, it's an inner one. Today I'd like to talk to you about this tendency of our mind and the importance of nourishing our mind to overcome fatigue and worry. We know we have a mind and a body, and that's what makes us human beings. But your mind is an instrument, and it's the most powerful and valuable instrument that you have, so it must be understood, it must be nourished, and it has to be fine-tuned like an instrument, like you would do any instrument that you have if you play music, you would know that. And how do we accomplish all of this? Well, we have to learn a technique called focus. You see, the mind's tendencies, as I said, are to be distracted. And distractions create disturbance, which leads to our mental fatigue. And then when we're mentally fatigued, we become worrisome. When we learn to focus the energy of our mind, we turn all of this around and the mind becomes clear, tranquil, and calm. When we put our attention on the outside happenings of the world, which is very tempting right now, thoughts start to flow like a major river. Because once we put our attention outside, the thoughts really start to flow. And there's lots and lots of them. And as the thoughts flow, so does our energy. But not necessarily in a positive way. Our energy is directed outward. So the flow depletes us and we become tired and fatigued. But imagine for a moment being able to rise above the status quo And have nothing take your energy through either disturbance, distraction, or anything for that matter. Where you can witness the thoughts flowing and put a halt on them while you accomplish your set intentions. So if you are heading north, wherever you're heading, east, you're going to end up where you're heading rather than somewhere else. You're not going to be drifting down the coastline. For those that are out in waves, you'd know that sometimes those side side currents will take us way down, not where we intend to be. So focusing on our intention and being able to do that and hold that intention will give us or enable us to set out to what we really want to do. And again, imagine that you can choose what and how to think without being dragged around by the happenings of the past or even the imaginings of the future. And just imagine for a moment that you can choose how you operate, think, and behave, and you become the writer of your own life story. And this is all possible, but it's only possible if you have the desire to learn, experience, and put an effort and practice into focusing your mind's energy. I'm here to discuss with you or even tell you that the effort of training your mind will lead you to the freedom and fulfillment that life really has to offer. 
you'll become happier and more content. All you need to do is focus the energy of your mind and you can do this moment to moment. Now, mindfulness is very similar, but mindfulness doesn't train in the way it's taught in um, more current society. That's why I call our programs Mindfulness in Focus. You want to be aware. Mindfulness is very important, but you want to take that awareness and apply it. And when you apply it, then you can move forward and take steps to do what you need to do. So we say focus the energy of our mind, and that's the foundation for the Center for Meditation Science, where we started over 18 years ago. And, you know, I teach virtually now and hold weekly classes. So all our classes and courses are based on the training of the mind through meditation, diet, and nutrition. And we also address healing. In other words, coming back to our balance, making our lives whole. All trainings do revolve around the concept of the mind being an energy field. And and if we want to live a life free of distraction, disturbance, stupefaction, we really need to train this awareness and focus that energy of our mind field. And the result is a life that is built to your specification, giving you the freedom and fulfillment to enjoy the wonder that we have just being a human being. And when we put focus and awareness together, it's like a bird, as I've always said, needing two wings to fly. If we want to fly, fly to our destination, we need to bring our focus and our awareness together. And that creates, you know, that's our whole purpose of where we're going and what we want to do. You know, I've said it over and over, I do believe that the energy of the mind is the essence of our life. And when we direct this energy through the training, we accomplish what we've dreamt, we've always wanted to do. And but keep in mind that each and every one of us has a vital intelligence that's unique to each one of us. So the vital intelligence can be accessed through focusing the aware mind. So we need focused and our mind needs to be focused and aware. So we must understand, nourish and fine tune our mind. And I always use this example in some of my books, like one of the finest violins in the world, the Stratovarius. And for a Stratovarius to resonate, it's brilliant sound, it must be fine-tuned daily. And the mind is that same fine instrument. And it must be tuned daily with focus in order to fulfill its optimal role in life, what we have a mind for. And I always say, how many of us really know our purpose in life? Because purpose, if you don't know, but it's okay, purpose will come when you start working with the mind through diet, mindfulness and meditation. And the more aware, in other words, the more our lights are on, <laughs> lights on, right? That's awareness, the more we can see and recognize. And as I mentioned, the mind must be tuned like a fine instrument because if we leave it to its own doing, it creates, wow, it could create a whirlwind of distraction and disturbance and ultimately misery. The trainings that we provide, the resilience training, leadership and focus, focused awareness, anything that you feel comfortable with, not necessarily ours, but working with these tools can help you teach the mind to resonate with the clarity and intention that's needed to live a life uh, the way you want to live your life. Freedom without f this fear, this uncertainty in a positive way. And we're seeing a massive movement towards positivity now. And that's why it's even more important that we get ourselves trained even more because we have positivity in the atmosphere helping us move forward.
Whether you apply it to your day-to-day activities, such as eating, sleeping, exercise, working, or applying it to meditation, focusing your awareness will help support a vital and high-quality mind, a mind that's not affected by outside turbulence, creating inner unrest. So when we focus the energy of our mind, we do create a vital mind, and a vital mind is essential to live a life of fulfillment and freedom. And that's what focusing our awareness is all about. We have energy of our mind, and I'd like to just go over that today for those that may be new or those that want a little bit of a refresher. We have a life force, and we call this our energy field, right? And it moves through our body, brain, and our whole essence of who we are. And the energy field must be managed. In other words, it has to be collected, contained, and circulated to maintain health and vitality. So the energy field of life is called our pran, our chi, or our ki. And those of that have read my books and the new one that's coming out, I go over this over and over again, not because I'm repeating it, because I'm just trying to really get that point across because it is a life force and we're not going to find that life force under a microscope necessarily. So I like to uh, handle it by giving more and more and reminders. So the life force does move through our body and I've discussed it in many podcasts. When we direct this energy in different ways, we get different results. And that's easy enough to understand, right? We direct the energy one direction, we get one result. One direction, we get another result. The energetic environment changes and our body responds since the mind and body are one. Our energetic environment can have sweetness and calmness or depression and anxiety. But with understanding, precision, and systematic training, we can create an internal energetic environment to help you do whatever it is that you've come to do. You know, sometimes I ask people, what what do you really want? And they'll say to me, I don't know. And then I'll say, until we know what we want, that whole system is not going to work together. But if we look at the energy field or our pranic field, it's described in three different capacities. And these energies are found all throughout nature. In other words, our food, our herbs, or even our thoughts and actions. You know, I gave a course, I don't know how long ago, maybe it was last year, on food to focus and foods to focus. And people were thinking I was just going to be dealing with the physical elements of food. But how about the thoughts that we feed our mind? And that's very, very important now, especially with what's going on with the transitions that are taking place in society. The three qualities of this life force or prana, they need to be navigated skillfully so that you can live a life that's healthy, balanced, and full of vitality. So how and what we eat, the type of things that we do, even our entertainment gives rise to this pranic or energetic force. So anything that we feel, think, or do feeds this environment. And, you know, we either have energy that's overstimulated or so understimulated, or the third one would be totally balanced. And we want to be in the middle there with some balance. And when we learn to navigate these energy fields, we really have access to every aspect of our life and we have greater focus and clarity. So remember, To bring all the forces in balance, we must collect, contain, and circulate our energy. And it requires that we learn how to focus and calm the mind. And what is the most direct way? I know I'm not going to surprise many of you out there. Meditation, and I always say, and its practices. Because meditation is great, 
but there are many preliminary practices that prepare both the body and mind to sit in a meditation, sit in our stillness for meditation. And all that being said, again, the energy of our mind, right, is the essence of life. We have to take time to become aware of the forces that drive us. So what are the steps? Step one is to first become aware. That's the first step. We must do awareness training. There's many ways to do this. We can do this with mindfulness in everyday living, being mindful of our eating, etc. I find the most profound way to become aware is to really become aware of the breath, the air as it enters the nostrils and the air as it leaves the nostrils because the breath is really your vitality for life. It's the link between the mind and body. Without it, we don't live. And with it, well, we can exist. But if we're really aware of it, we can reach higher levels of awareness and our intelligence will increase. So becoming aware, aware of our life, our situation, aware of who we are is the first key to any type of training. But it's very nice and lofty to say, okay, just become aware. But I really want to tell you how to do that. Focus on your breath as it enters and leaves the base of the nostrils. And just do that throughout the day. Stop every hour, every two hours, and just go right into your breath. The second step is once you take, and you're aware of this, take an inventory of your lifestyle habits. After you've really said, you know, I really would like to step into this or step on the path and take this path, then take an inventory of your lifestyle habits. Do you need to really get rid of anything that's holding you back? Or do you have certain thoughts that tend to come up more occasionally than others? And if so, journal it, write it down, and then be aware of it and release it. And that really works. Journaling will help you release all of that. And the third step is to eat a diet that supports a focused and resilient brain. I was just speaking to someone the other day and they've been diagnosed with uh, some mental challenges. And the first thing I've asked is, what is your diet like? And they said, well, if I were to you know, work with my diet, that would be a miracle. Because usually diet and your digestive capacity go hand in hand with uh, whether the mind is focused and resilient or not. And the fourth step I would suggest, if you have not done so already, take a meditation class or a course. Choose it wisely to make sure that there's knowledge base and a real traditional authentic practice that's not just new to this environment, meaning fast and chopped up. Go to a real training where you can learn from a tradition that's cultivated with masters that have really passed this down. Nothing that's been snipped off. And that's the key. There are several out there. There's not many, but there are places that do. I mean, we have a place that does that, the Himalayan Institute, and there are others in, um, in, in other places out in California, out in Colorado. You know, there's the other centers. I don't want to use names that I'm not familiar with because then I wouldn't be aware of that to really tell you that that's uh, that's right. But do your research on that. And you could find places that are very authentic and very good for you. And as you know, I like to train in focused awareness because that's the way the masters of the lineage where I learned. Now, they didn't use the name focused awareness. I created that to speak to the Western public. 
but it's meditation. And it's the preliminary steps to prepare the mind both physically and neurologically to get it prepared so that it could enter its own state of meditation. And as many of you have heard me say, you can't teach meditation. What you can teach are the skills and the mind will, it just, your mind wants to be in that meditative state. So all those skills and teachings and steps bring you into that. You know, I did provide an uplift audio series for you to help you bring this vision into your own life. And I suggest if you haven't done it already, just take one of those five uplift series episodes and there are practices in there for those that might be just getting started or for those that want to see what's there. They are there for you to practice and to support wherever we are now in this environment. But the whole key is stay positive, uplift your mind, and do it though with practices. You can't just do it by saying, I want to do it. You may, I shouldn't say you can't, but it's very, very difficult. You do have to have the right environment. And that's why I put the steps. First, we want to become aware. We want to identify that, hey, we need to change, take an inventory of what our lifestyle really is, and then create even a diet, a nutrition plan that supports this, and then create a meditation program for yourself or get a qualified teacher to help you. We have many teachers in our meditation specialist uh, classes, as well as graduates that can also help you. If you write to me, I could find someone for you if you're looking for that. But again, always do your research. That's really the key, the awareness to even do the research. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And if you'd like to be notified weekly for new podcasts, please subscribe. The Susan Taylor Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and also on SusanTaylor.org and YouTube. Contact SusanTaylor.org if you have any questions or comments or even feedback. I have been getting feedback and I appreciate all of it. It encourages me and allows me to want to do another one for the next week. And and people have been asking me about meditation, so the last few have been on meditation. But I'd like to say before ending, thank you so much for listening. And the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week. And questions, comments, please write to me at susantaylor.org. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.